This is the Floorball Guru Podcast, episode 113. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast. My name is Dave, and I've been running Floorball Guru for the past six years. And one of the things I wanted to talk about today is kind of the the evolution of Floorball Guru, kind of where things are going, and potentially the future as we move forward. So I got into Floorball Guru a number of years ago, or Floorball a number of years ago, and then from that experience decided to launch Floorball Guru. And the emphasis all along has been around how do I educate, how do I build, how do I grow people in the sport of floorball? And I've always done it in kind of my own fashion and my own way. And we'll continue to do that because I have a big passion for the sport and I'm not alone in that. And, and that's been the really fun thing over the years to see is how people that find the sport get involved with a good passion for it and then actually act on that. And in an era where a lot of people want to talk just to talk because it looks good, it sounds good, not that many people actually act. So I have to give a lot of credit to some of those that are in the floorball right now that are actually, actually doing good things to grow the sport specifically throughout North America. And there's a lot of really good things happening in Canada, but I'm not going to talk about that today. Uh, I'm going to touch on some of the things happening in North America. And, you know, I think that there is a really good momentum of, of what's happening right now. And I think that there's some good things coming down the road that will continue to push that in the positive direction. You know, a couple of years ago, right before COVID hit, uh, North American floorball was really trying to figure out how do we how do we bring the sport to North America and make it, make it worthwhile, make it tangible, make it exciting for people. And so one of the things that a group of folks started to do was figure out a national floorball league. And at the time kind of seeing what was happening, I, I wasn't, I mean, I was a fan of it, but I wasn't super behind it in the sense that I thought that it was actually going to happen. Because again, a lot of people like to talk, but when you come down to it, knowing the expenses, how things were going to, you know, how is it going to work? How is it, how are people going to travel and all these other things? And so to be honest, while I supported it, I was a skeptic that it was even going to get off the ground even more so after COVID hit, whether that was actually going to be able to get off the ground. And I have to give the, the, the whole group and anybody involved in that, uh, a huge debt of, um, just appreciation and whatnot for the work that they did because they were able to get the the league, if you will, off the ground for the first season. And from everything that I could tell, it was a success. So, I mean, you've got teams from across the country and just trying to figure out the logistics behind some of that and to, to draw players from international. It was impressive that, that they were able to do it and do it well. And so I am excited to see kind of how that that process continues going forward and and figuring out some of the bigger hurdles that they're facing. But I, I mean, needless to say, I was impressed with the work that was done and the product that was put forward. So a huge kudos to the teams, the owners, the players, and um, the organization as a whole, North American floorball league 
to figure out how to make that work and to, to press forward. And then that, that presses into, you know, some of the other events and tournaments and things that are happening around the country that continue to, to happen. I mean, we had the world games this summer, which by all accounts looked like it went well, it was fun to watch. Um, the world games in general, it was a little bit of a, a letdown as far as some of the things that were happening there, but that had nothing to do with the sport or the players. It was just, it, it didn't see, there were some things like with a live stream that were off and made it hard to watch just because of that and had nothing to do with the, the gameplay or anything like that from my vantage point being uh, a spectator. And then, you know, we had uh, nationals happen. We had U19 men's for us and Canada compete with us uh, being able to advance to the world championships. Like there's just, there's a lot of good things happening and uh, I'm seeing more leagues starting to kind of pop up or reemerge as COVID has more or less um, been moved on from, if you will, to sort of get back to a semblance of, of normalcy. And it's really good to see. And so I think, again, there we'll see some people that are, are, are looking at opportunities and looking at how do I get engaged and how do we find a new avenue. And I think the bigger thing is that uh, other people are looking at what else is out there. How do I get involved? And how do I, uh, you know, go, go forward from there in a way that engages new opportunities because people are looking for things to do. And floorball is a great way to uh, be healthy, to have fun, to engage all those other things. Um, but you really do need those core people, uh, behind you to, to build it and to grow. And you know, for me, that was one of those things because I came from youth sports. Uh, I've been doing different things for 15 years within the field of recreation. I really enjoy doing it. And for me with floorball, I focused on the education side of things and teaching kids and having fun. And I think the biggest thing behind that was how do I engage a group of kids I know aren't participating in sports because they're just there aren't opportunities. Maybe it's a cost barrier. Uh, you know, they're just not interested. And so I felt like being able to offer and grow the sport of floorball in my area was important and still is important. Um, and uh, the other part too, was creating opportunities for my own kids to say, what is it that they want to do? And so I think that being able to teach kids at that younger age is, is a really crucial thing because the number of parents that would come up to me and still come up to me and say, you know, this is what gets my kid excited. They're happy. They're having fun. They, they can see that. And for, for some people it's soccer, some people it's basketball, some people it's tennis, gymnastics, music, art, whatever that may be. And so I find it important that at least in my own kids, that I expose them to whatever I can to give them opportunities to figure out what it is that they want to do, whether they want to play four ball or not, that, that, you know, I'd love for that to be the case, but even if that's not the case, what other opportunities can I create for those in my local community? Because where I'm at in, in Lacey, Olympia, Washington, there's not a lot of opportunities for youth sports. It's just, you know, you look at the park and rec system and, you know, every city is a little bit different how they do things. 
but in mine, it's, it's a challenge and there's just not that many opportunities. The opportunities that are there are great. And, and my kids love them. And we've been able to do, you know, soccer and, and we're going to do basketball this year. They've done floorball with me and uh, those kinds of things. And so it's trying to figure out where to go and how to move forward. And having come from a youth, the youth soccer world, if you will, and doing classes, I modeled my, my program off of what I had been doing because it worked. It made sense. It was fun. Uh, there was a purpose to it. It wasn't just a practice. We're actually teaching and learning and giving kids an opportunity to kind of grow and have fun in a different way, but also be engaged the entire time. And that takes a lot of training and that takes a lot of knowledge. Um, but and thankfully, I had some really great people to learn from. Uh, as I worked through my career and was able to translate that into uh, floorball uh, because I saw that potential. And then I went forward and taught it and I've been able to, to do a lot of really fun things. And even in the pandemic was able to still run programs when a lot of people were not able to figure out how to do it. I was able to figure out how to do it and do it safely and do it well. And, you know, going forward as we, as I kind of look at where I'm at, you know, I've transitioned in my day job into doing more uh, photography, media marketing, things like that. I, I found a, another passion and I'm exploring those routes. And, you know, my kids are getting a little older. And one of the things that I've been trying to figure out because I saw it happen was I think, you know, my kids, as much as they enjoy playing floorball, because I don't have a league system set up, they're a little bit less interested. Now they've gone through and they do the classes and we scrimmage and we play and we have fun. But at the same time, they still want to compete. They want to compete against their friends. They want to compete against other people and things of that nature. And so uh, it's kind of changed my thought process a little bit in how do I try to figure out that kind of next component. And I had a I had, I had worked on that a little bit pre-COVID a couple of years ago where I was running leagues and we were getting together and we were, we're playing games. We're setting up and you know, you have, you're on a team and we're going and things like that. And there were a couple of challenges to that. Number one was time and location and also my time because having a full-time job and having other commitments and things like that, it was, it's a lot to take away. And the, it's hard to find people that ha, share that same passion and want to take that on that responsibility on. Um, I could have, I could pay somebody. Sure. I could, I could go and find somebody to do those kinds of things. I had dealt with that for about four and a half years on a very large scale and found that that was not necessarily something that I wanted to do. And a lot of that was built around the notion of, trying to ensure that I could find somebody that would be reliable and that could be there enough that we could grow it to a point where, you know, I felt like it would, it would be enough. The problem being I had another job, I had other responsibilities. And so I didn't want to set something up where I couldn't cover it if I, if it needed to, um, because I very much want to make sure that things are done well and done right. And, so I never, I never really wanted to go the route of finding staff and paying staff and, and building it that way. Uh, you know, I was thankful to have a buddy who has been with me the entire time, who uh, gladly helps me out um, and, and he loves it too. And it's, it's really fun having him there and the kids love him and, and we just have a good time. It's our, it's kind of our way to hang out as well. Um, 
And so that's been a blessing to have him help me in through this process. But I think I still kept running into the, how do I continue to grow this? And the, and the reality is, is I can't do it alone. You know, I've, I've known that for a while. It was just, I was okay with it being where it was because it fit with what I was trying to do and, and just maybe hoping that showing what was happening and how the impact was, was having on kids and communities, people would then want to kind of do their own thing as well. And so time has passed in the last couple of years where I've been doing this and I've been kind of watching where my kids are and, and their schedules and looking at new passions and passion projects and things of that nature, along with floorball and realizing that there is, there's a little bit of an end game uh, or at least a change in kind of what, what I'm trying to do. Now, the emphasis in my mission has always been education, build uh, awareness, help people learn and, and train them to do that the right way and then go from there. And so I've been working to showcase that through doing it myself. It's, you know, if I'm going to talk the talk, I might as well walk the walk. And, and I do that. I've been doing that for six years and very much enjoy that. And then more recently, you kind of realize for me and my life and where I'm going, uh, I need to adjust that a little bit. And so I started kind of reaching out to people in my local area that I knew had uh, formed relationships with and were doing similar things and had shown interest in floorball. And so started to have conversations with them. And so now we're kind of working in a direction where I might be step, I might be stepping away a little bit in the teaching side of things from running classes, but being able to train others to uh, make sure that they're successful and kind of hand off a program that I have been doing and built so that they can maybe take it to that next level. And whether that's investment in time and money and things like that, uh, and be able to grow it. And then how do I jump in and support it, uh, which I definitely will to make sure that it continues to grow and continues to to bring awareness and, and have fun and all this other stuff. And it has so much less to do with, you know, how can I sell equipment? How can I do this and that? I love the sport and, you know, I love to to be around it and play it and, and just all the, the different things that, that come from it. And so I think it's important we make sure to to get new people involved in it and and support them accordingly and so that's i think what i'm gonna likely be doing as we move forward i've got my own classes kind of uh, finishing up the rest of this year and then my likelihood is that things will kind of transition a little bit i still want to focus on how can i educate so floorball guru will still be around it just may look a little bit different um, for me on some of the focus and things of that nature. Now I'd love to, with, you know, photography and videography and some of the other program projects that I'm working on would love to still figure out how to utilize that to raise that awareness and, and to be around it and have fun and do those kinds of things. And so that's, that's kind of the next step is figuring some of that stuff out as, as I move forward, but I'm excited for, for the changes that, that will be coming. And I, I'm excited to see some, some new people, get involved, especially in my area and, uh, figure out how we can continue to grow from there. So I think like anything, it's, it, this is the first business that I started. And while in some sense it is, you know, kind of wane, winding down to a degree, uh, from what it was, 
doesn't mean that it's that it's over. It's just evolving. And I think there's nothing wrong with with evolving and kind of, you know, feeling like I laid I laid a groundwork. I hope I was helpful in, in the through the process and hope that I can continue to be helpful going forward in the process. And so um, for anybody that's that's been along in the journey, thank you so much. I appreciate it. This is again, this isn't the end. This is just evolving. So we're going to continue to do podcasts. We're going to continue to do posts and social media and things like that will still be up. And, and how can I uh, raise awareness and how can I build programs and be a contact for people that that do reach out? Uh, so I just want to say thank you for everyone and their support. And I, I, I can't could not have imagined in the time frame of starting this where this would have gone. And I still don't even know where it's going down the road. So I'm going to keep at it and excited to see what, what goes forward. So if you're looking for more information, check out the website at floorballguru.com to check out the different podcasts. If you've got questions about anything, please feel free to reach out through social media at floorballguru and uh, let's continue the conversation and continue figuring out how we can grow this together. And most importantly, keep floorballing.